God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I? All right. Well, welcome back. I mean, mm. it, is, it truly is a welcome back this time. Uh, we've been been off for I don't know about two months now. It feels like it feels. <laughs> it's really just been two weeks, but man, it, it does feel like a a lot can happen in two weeks that makes it feel like a much longer time. So, yeah. oh, welcome yeah. back. We're, we are much. We are much. We are very glad to be back. Um, oh, yeah. As you can see, we are only three quarters of our full glory here. Um, we're missing. The one and only Ryan, uh, yeah. he's down in Mexico with uh, with his wife. They're celebrating their anniversary, mm-hmm. so super happy for them. Um, but we'll look forward to having him back next week as well. So in the meantime, hey guys, hey. you get to only hear three of us yakking instead of us four. So there you go, yeah, three guys yakking, <laughs> three guys yakking. Hey, I got it, I got it, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk to, to Ryan about his priorities here when he gets back, know. you know, I mean, I sent him the email that, you know, with the Zoom link and I get this this thing that says, bug <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> it says out of the office reply. It's one of those, like yeah, that. auto <laughs> office replier. <laughs> That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I oh, love that's it. That's funny. But uh, thanks for everybody for their to everybody for their uh, understanding. If you didn't understand, well, hey, you should have. Uh, but yep. <laughs> uh, Daniel and I took some time off. We had uh, all of our our family in town. That's uh, awesome. Daniel's siblings, our our grandchildren. We had at one point eighteen people and three dogs. Uh, six of the people being six or under. And um, as I have uh, coined the phrase, my only child syndrome was kicking in a couple times <laughs> and it's it's funny i've been toying around with you and, and mom because uh four of those children are ours and so <laughs> what seems what seems to be major chaos for someone else for kids and is just like eh, it's a mild disruption you know this is yeah, just whatever. normal stuff but no it was the <laughs> we figured out it was the first time in over eight years that we've all been together so wow it was definitely deserving of some some time off there yeah that's yeah. awesome. Taking the time to have family like that to be able to do that. Yeah. It's see that's some of those things you gotta take breaks for. You yeah, have to. Was, yeah. yeah. It was great. It was great. We had a good time and uh everybody got home okay. So uh it was and I'm I'm uh I think I'm almost recovered. <clears throat> <laughs> almost. Yeah, almost. Okay. I'm working on it. But hey guys, we want to uh, go back to a, a theme that we had a few whenever it was, a few episodes a ago, ago, and that is on some of the parables. And mm-hmm. one that we actually kind of fell into a couple three weeks ago was what is called the parable of the of the seed. I got a question for you: Why is it called the parable of the seed if it's actually about soil? Mm. I think it's, it's talking about. Oh, I think I'll say I'll jump in first. Uh, I think Go it's ahead. talking about seed. Um, and I guess it depends on what translation it is because I I've seen it soils seeds i see it almost interchangeable i do think the emphasis is though on the seed right i think the emphasis it's all the same seed the soil is what's different so the seed is always coming into that soil the the same but where it's planted where it's dropped it seems seemed like from the parable it's just cast it's not planted particularly it's just thrown so it's that idea of okay it's going to be everywhere i would personally like to say it would be it should be soils but I think that the the reason behind it is is this it's the message, it's the seed. 
the seed is is always throughout it's always going to be that it's where it goes is going to be different and that's where he's giving the parable from that that's my right off the cuff explanation why i think it's called okay. the seed okay daniel yeah i've honestly i've never ever considered that uh that different aspect of it it's always just been the the parable of the sower or the farmer mm -hmm. scattering seed or all this kind of stuff but it is interesting that the it is called the parable of the seed but like you said david it's all about different kinds of soils and so i'm excited to see where we go as we talk mm -hmm. about like all those different kinds and really dive into the fact that it is about it's all about the soil because the seed the message of the kingdom is it is the consistent thing is the thing that is given to all um and i think that's a, that's an important point that we'll probably delve into is that it wasn't a different message or a different seed for the rich person as it was for the poor person or for the healthy person as for the sick person. It was the same seed for every single person. And the only difference to the whole thing was the, the tenderness of their hearts, the tenderness of the soil that they had uh, cultivated. Isn't that, I mean, when we started, when we, when we begin this thing, you just kind of, kind of ran through it a little bit, Daniel that there's so much in life that is not consistent. You know, you, mm -hmm. you turn on the news, you, 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 all, all kinds of things that are happening around us, the consistency of you listen to, you know, this podcaster or that podcaster or this teacher or that teacher. And it, it's just this gambit of all kinds of things. But the one thing in life today that I can count on, Every single morning that I wake up, that I open the scripture, every single morning, it is consistent. The mm -hmm. message is consistent. When we look at this, that today we have uh, 66 books. Uh, originally, it was, it was 49 books. We go into a lot of things there. Uh, the number of authors that there are regarding the scripture the length of time over which it was written. And with all of that, we come forth with one consistent message. In a life mm -hmm. of instability, the fact that we can wake up every morning with something consistent is mm -hmm. something to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can... Obviously, there's there's the people who want to kind of dig through and like say, you know, one one translation will lead you astray over this other one. You know, the whole whether it's the the King James only type people <laughs> or um, you know those who try to kick the Amplified to the curb and all this kind of stuff. But you know what? Like, God is very gracious in how He has pres uh, preserved the Word throughout history and. To some extent, you're going to have to take on faith that God has preserved the word as we know it and that we have it and say that, you know what, if if I don't learn anything about where this book came from and it's exact like, you know, canonical structure and who who did what along the history, if you just take it on faith that God has protected the word throughout history to where we could have it and that what we have in front of us may differ a little bit in the words, but the overall message is the same. Mm -hmm. 
I think you can then see like that message being the same. That's like, you're right. There's times now that I've grown to wake up and it, I'm consistently faced with uh, the stresses of the day. Almost always uh, the Bible always remains the way place that is consistently rock solid. There's nothing that changes and that does not deviate new things that come forth are only to uh, heighten up the resolution even more, right? Just to see it that much clearer. That's the only thing that's happening. It remains unchanged. Um, I wanted to say when it comes to that seed being thrown, then I think that though there are mornings where how I view, how I approach it, how I come to it, there's definitely days where it feels like this is landing on rocky soil versus good soil. I don't know if you guys have had the same kind of where you're like, oh man, I'm uh, I'm coming at this weird um and i immediately start thinking no right (laughs) um (laughs) where am i at with this because this is not this is not landing like it usually does what's up with this uh sometimes it ends up leading to somewhere different so then also go off of what you were just saying daniel i think that yeah i think people do get a little too caught up with translations uh i think i don't i don't get offended if people have to bring out the these and thous. i think that's wonderful i think we need a little bit of more of that sometimes every now and then uh i think that you're always going to get a you're always going to have revelation though through through the almighty one he will always bring it to you no matter what mm-hmm. translation you use he will always bring you in in truth he will always bring something to you that the word of God is there as a tool to help get you to that place of revelation, that place of being there. And mm-hmm. I, that's something that I think I've realized more and more how staying in it, saying, knowing that it's there, then the father will bring along all those things. And how my soil is, as I'm approaching it, I still have to work with daily. <laughs> that's a daily mm-hmm. exercise to say, is my soil good at hearing this? Cause there's some days it does not feel good. And I don't know if anyone else listening to this has felt that way too. Well, maybe that's a message in itself, David, as, mm-hmm. as I'm thinking about it, you know, and it, it's mm-hmm. funny as we, you know, we go into this thing as, as some people know with, uh, with, with basically a statement that I send out on a text, it's like, okay, here, here we go. And, and I do yeah. spend a lot of time during the week thinking about it. And I know you guys <laughs> do too, but I haven't quite thought of that about this, um, that one thing that's consistent about the word is that it's the only book that reads me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yep. You know, I like that. I, I can read books. That's that's mm-hmm. fine. But the the scripture is the one that every time I open the cover and start to read, no matter where I'm at. Okay. I just started reading Joshua the other day. It begins to read me. So what is it doing? As I begin to read, it is asking me to take a look at my soil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that's that. that's an important kind of backstory to to the parable of the soils, as we're calling it. That mm-hmm. it's it's not that you should look at these soils and say that soil is that way, and that soil is that way, and that one is that way. It's that the farmer who owns that that patch of soil has made it like it is, and the farmer that owns that patch of soil has made that as it is. Mm-hmm. It's not something mm-hmm. that he's not trying to. Uh, I just feel like that's part of it, that it's not about this person has been dealt this kind of soil and they're always going to struggle with this. It's about, like you're saying, Dave, like that introspection of what is my soil like? Am I in a place that is able to receive seed or am I, you know, this rocky patch of dirt? And that it goes back to something you said on Shabbat, um, you know, your main opening line 
of <clears throat> when you open the scriptures, are you are you trying to are you do you see words and 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 accounts or do you see it as a person? And it the word being the person is the reason that it can read you because Yeshua is the living word and we open the written word and there he is ready to read us if we are well tended in our soil. Mm-hmm. To good and work off what you were just saying that the it seemed because a lot of parables, sometimes the parables just presented, right? This one actually he'll go into it and explaining and he explains how the it's the heart condition, all that stuff like, right? like when this happens, how the evil one tries to snatch it. I, I didn't realize that this is kind of a perfect parable to come back from because we spent so much time talking about worship the past few episodes that now talking about the parable of the seed, we've really been talking about cultivating soil in an atmosphere of worship, how that looks, mm-hmm. how that works, because that's really what we're, that's what we've been talking about that entire time was how do we cultivate that? How do we make that so that we are in good soil as we're coming into worship versus okay, I'm constantly thinking about work, constantly thinking about an issue that I'm having. We talked about that at almost the nauseum, how many episodes we had, which was wonderful because it's a lot of misconceptions there. This is parables really talking about that atmosphere coming into, I think we could even look at it as almost anything. How do you approach it? How what, willing are you ready to receive what's being presented? Because it doesn't have to be a a biblical thing. Think about it in a context of someone coming into your business and telling you how you need to change things, <laughs> right? How how does that how would that play out? Uh, are you going to be willing to receive that, or are you going to be like, mm, I don't think so? Um, I think that mm-hmm. that's something that we can look at to be willing to or being willing to hear something new. Like we just I just heard we before the show started, Mike was talking about listening to something that I, I would like to consider something. I'm like, you know what? I think I am willing, wanting to hear something about that. So something like that. I'm already ready to receive it. I'm like, I actually want to hear about that. Being willing to hear mm-hmm. someone else talk about that. And a lot of us who came into fo- the full understanding of the scripture is uh, 66 books, <laughs> right? There's lots of books. It's not just the last, the last few chapters. Some people get too focused on those. There's a willingness there to open up everything and go, all right, God, what is it? I'm I'm willing and ready to plant and go go to town. You know, you're you're mentioning something about uh, David with you know somebody walking into your business and saying something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there can be an attitude of well, you know, uh, I I just want to listen to God, but I don't want to listen to people. Mm. Well, uh, let me give you a newsflash of life: God uses people to speak through. <laughs> Uh, there's anybody that's married knows that, uh, there are many times in life, you know, where I'm going, don't you guys? Oh yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah. So how many times has your wife's voice and God's voice sounded a lot alike? Oh man. Too many, uh, too many good times. Oh man. It, yeah. And it's something that's well-intentioned. I did. I, I said something the other day that was something I wanted to do. And Kathy said, I don't think that's a good idea. And I was like, What? But I mean, this is really great. This is a wonderful thing. And she's, I don't think that's the right thing to do. And and I just all of a sudden stopped and went, you're right. I mean, <laughs> my, right. my well intentions were, were out of the boundaries of what they should have been. Mm-hmm. And so the almighty may send someone into your life and guess what? They might not be living for him. 
They might not be. Oh. They might not have zit zit on. They might not be I can, eating. I can hear the toes being stepped on. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, they might be talking to you in God's voice with ham on the breath. Yeah, and I feel like this has got to relate to one of these types of soils he's talking about. But mm -hmm. that's ew, to to seal yourself off from being able to receive from anyone. And I, I think I almost mean that anyone, mm -hmm. because God will use, he has always used through history, the least likely thing to accomplish his goals, because he doesn't like being put in a box. He doesn't like people trying to mm -hmm. understand him too much because, because he, it, him and his nature is infinite. And he's like, okay, guys, listen, I'm so far beyond anything you can possibly understand. Let me just keep rearranging everything you think you know, and we'll just do this for your whole life. How's that sound? Mm -hmm. So not being able, not being willing to receive from anyone will eventually bite you. It will eventually, the answers to your prayers may be coming from someone that you hate. Oh, Ooh, man. I, think that I, I don't know how to say it anymore. <laughs> you, yeah. know? No. You, you said it pretty clear. Yeah, yeah, it is very clear. And I think that's what this the parallel soils, because if you think about it in that context, but all I think it was four. Yeah, it was four. The four different types of soils. You could see one that was like, well, three of them really were just to totally not taken care of. One was and the three that weren't taken care of. There was reasons why they weren't taken care of. If you think about it, and I haven't done as much gardening, but I used to as a kid, I would do a little bit of digging stuff, putting good soil, planting stuff, right? And in good soil for me back then was getting that that bag of stuff from Home Depot that had full of stuff and nutrients and everything else that probably is now full of everything else that everyone absolutely doesn't like it either, but it helped the flowers grow quicker. So we put it in there and you dig out all the, and Georgia here, we have red clay and it's just yeah. the, the worst thing for anything to yeah. grow in. So you would dig that out and you put a different, but took work. You were digging, you were excavating, and then you were lots and lots of water that I think I still might have trauma with how many times we had to go water the plants <laughs> we were always watering because you know how the heat the heat wave is here even right now we have a pretty 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 good uh, heat wave going on like always yeah. hitting around 100 degrees and here it's a uh, real humid real uh, damp just walk outside and you're taking a shower pretty crazy so it was kind of like that so constantly watering under the heat of the sun you're getting baked it's kind of what he's talking about that whole idea that if you're working on something so we were just talking about what about things outside of the bible okay what do you do you take it you receive it and then you tend to it and see what it does what kind of fruit does it bring mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times we want to just reject things like you said there's preconceived notions that we just reject all these things because we have an idea that only god will speak to me or only the bible will speak to me in this way but he won't bring a maybe even a simple person or an enemy to speak something that God wants me to hear. But that's because we're not cultivating that garden because we're not going back in afterwards and saying, okay, if this seed is good, then it should bring forth good fruit. 
I think he even talks about that in the next parable. <laughs> if the seed's good, then the seed will bear good fruit. So cultivate it. And if it's bad, it's going to be thrown out anyway. It's going to be junked out. It's going to be bad, but we tend to it. We deal with it. We've, and we, as we're going to, into our own garden and working on things, it will be revealed whether it's good or bad. And because as soon as you see a weed, what do you do? You pluck it out and you throw it out. Mm-hmm. So I think that we need to be tending to our gardens more often. Well, yeah, Adam... and I think yeah. that's just him. Go ahead, oh, Go ahead, Dad. Go ahead. Go. Okay. Um, I, was, I think I was just going to say the reason it's important to practice what we're talking about and and being willing to receive from unlikely sources is because each one of us was once an unlikely source um, that someone else would have looked at and said, oh, surely, you know, can anything good come out of Nazareth? You know, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, man. And and to, to if, if we are shut off, if any of us are shut off to say, God can never speak to me through this or this kind of thing, will always be something I shouldn't listen to or, and and we're not saying go out and go listen to whatever the heck comes up. Like that is not what we're getting at at all. It's about remaining open. Yes. It's just about remaining open to who God puts on your path and listening to when things are starting to pop up here and there, and they're all converging on each other and they're all from unlikely sources. And then you can be like, you know what, even though I don't like that person, I think that person is doing the wrong thing. And that's certainly not a great spot for that to be over there. I think it's time for me to start opening my mind about this. Like, you know, maybe God is actually trying to tell me something through Mm -hmm. this. And so, but it's also just about remembering that we were once there and that really no person is perfect. And the, the, the one who had the rocky soil could very well have gone over to uh, the guy that had good soil and been like, hey, you know, you really should watch out for rocks in your soil. And the good one could have been like, well, what are you talking about? I don't, you know, I don't have any rocks in my soil. And he's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just saying. And you could look at him and be like, well, you have rocks in your soil. What are you talking about? And then he would be like, you know what? That's exactly why I'm saying that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, Tend to your own soil, right? You know, with, your with own. The, yeah. With the open-minded thing, I mean, I, I think that I was uh, talking to somebody not too long ago. It uh, uh, people that are people that are, are following scripture have a tendency to be known as those who are closed minded. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so being open minded is a good thing. Being open minded to the point that your brains fall out is not. Totally agree. Yeah. So we need to be you know making sure that you know again our soil because there are two sowers in the, in the scripture. Okay. Not specifically in this, but there are two sowers. There is the good seed and the bad seed. And we must learn to discern. Mm -hmm. And this goes to the more of the parable of seed now, instead of sower, Brad Scott taught on this a lot, uh, that, you know, we must be discerning what seed we're allowing to be planted into our lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, without that, we're actually open to the sowing, the the enemy sowing into our lives. And and if you have good soil, and we've uh, David, you mm. you know, uh, we me and Daniel, we were in Oklahoma. 
Um, yeah, mm-hmm. we got this same red clay that you've got in Georgia. Mm-hmm. The only difference between the red clay of Georgia and the red and the gray clay of Oklahoma is that the red clay of Georgia, North Carolina actually has some nutrients. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, Oklahoma's our, it gets wet every once in a while. Yeah, and we get we get rain. Yeah, yeah, it, it's totally <laughs> totally worthless soil. So we had to go in and do mulch and all these kind of things, and you find out that the better the soil, the better it receives both seeds. Yeah, good seed and bad That's weed true. seed. Yeah. So yeah, there is a place and, of discernment in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was going to point out, uh, just going to this first little bit that Yeshua was talking about, he talks about the first seed being scattered and the birds came and ate them. And what that's talking about to me is it's about protection. Are you protecting your soil? Are you protecting your garden? You know, the part of your heart that's receiving things and that protection, I think, goes two ways is what we're talking about here. It's it's protecting the good seed that has been sown, and it's protecting your soil from the bad seed. And if you even if you ever tried to grow grass, like, you know, we had uh, this, this house uh, put here uh, last year, and, you know, there was some driveway work that was done and some, some drainage work, and so there was lots of different places to have to seed. And I... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I learned very quickly why you know the stereotype of the old man, like, "Why don't you get off my grass? Get off my lawn?" Because like, <laughs> it's so meticulous, trying to like you know get your lawn to where it's it's nice, so it's not eroding and these these kind of things. It's not just a look thing; it's protection for your for your soil. Um, and so <laughs> it just felt so ridiculous, um, but even grass seed like the birds will come and eat grass seed if you do not do something to to cover it um they will just come in and you will waste an entire bag of grass seed because they will just come and eat it and and so we have to do that with with the message like and this oh yeah i was trying to remember this thing i'm about to say for the last i don't know half an hour however long we've been on (laughs) yeah and it finally came back so the seed, as we know, is the message of the kingdom. Like Yeshua is preaching the message of the kingdom. That is the good news. He's preaching it from almost day one that we see him. Yeah. And this is how powerful that message of the kingdom is, is that as soon as that seed is thrown on that ground, the birds come immediately. Like the enemy is watching for that seed being thrown. Like he is mm-hmm. afraid of the seed. He's not even afraid of the soil first. He's afraid of the very fact of what the seed is. He's so afraid of it that the second that it hits the soil, he's after it. And I just, when I heard that, whenever it was that I heard it, it was just such a good point. Um, And just realizing the power that that seed and that message has. That's how much he hates it. He's coming after it immediately. And that's why it's the parable of the seed as well. Because if you look at it, it all grew. Every time it grew. Did it last though? It might not have, but it was powerful enough. If we think about it, there's actually a lot of seed out there that won't grow unless conditions are perfect, they're right, all these mm-hmm. things. With this, it's such a powerful seed. No matter where it's thrown, it will grow, whether unless it's eaten 
or mm, whether it's smothered good. or whether like right all these things and then that's it's because of that care afterwards even if you planted seed that idea of uh, and planting the seed is that metaphor of right like when you you just happen to strike up a conversation with somebody and all of a sudden you're like oh i'm planting a seed right now i didn't realize this was going to happen mm-hmm. to me it's that then it's that prayer of i pray that someone else is going to be there afterwards if it was just a fleeting pass passerby then you're praying for i hope someone else can cultivate that again mm-hmm. after all that because you might be the one that's sowing the seed you might be the one that's going in and picking out the briars where it's growing or actually pouring in some water into it because man there's been times where that's that seed right now i need to water mm-hmm. this i need to help what help help this seed grow so you're right i didn't think about that the seed is powerful enough that that's why it's as soon as it hits it's going to be taken up or there's that protection that guarding say no 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 no. put up something to scare it away the mm-hmm. birds away ah that's really neat well you know if, oh, if you cool. go to the if you go out and you're going to plant a garden okay and and we've done a number a lot of this, so we got a little bit of expertise in in doing it. When you buy your seed, it has an expiration date. You should not go buy seed at maybe Dollar General, which is <laughs> like two years ago's seed. Okay, mm-hmm. you you should look at your packet and say, okay, is this is this GMO, genetically modified, is this hybrid? What is it? Or is it good seed? The thing about the, the kingdom seed, as Daniel was saying, is David, you're saying, is that every single seed of the kingdom is good seed. There's when it's thrown out there, there's not one. You got a whole packet, you got a bag. There's not one single seed that's bad in the whole bag mm-hmm. because of where it came from. Mm-hmm. Now, the the other thing that I've been kind of thinking about is we've been talking about this is that when the sower went forth, the seed was so plentiful that it could scatter it everywhere. He didn't have to just go, okay, well, I need to go over to that little place over there, that little plot mm-hmm. that's had the, the Genesis method of, of uh, you know, bringing mm-hmm. the mulch and cultivating it on all these things. No, the seed was so plentiful. So when we look at what the kingdom is, the kingdom does not have like, you know, covers 5,000 square feet on the bag. It's enough to cover <laughs> everywhere. And, yeah. and that seed's going to come forth. So it's about after he sows it, what's going to happen? Let, let's just get practical, okay? Mm-hmm. Let, let's don't talk in theory here. Um, I... I'm known for putting you guys on the spot. In fact, I've, I've had a phone call. Daniel knows uh, next month I have a follow-up interview coming. Uh, a, a lady who's a part of our congregation. You know, uh, David, you you met Alex uh, there at in Blue Ridge. Yes. And um, an incredible young man. We did a, a, an interview about a month ago. And I said to Mary this past week, I said, hey, we're doing the follow-up. And it's going to be you. And um, I thought she's going to break out in hives. So, <laughs> but, that's uh, awesome she I, I talked to her today she says i was laying in bed last night i was so scared and i was like no, i can't do this i can't do this I can't do this and i couldn't sleep and all of a sudden i said i can do this and she said i went right to sleep and uh she about says that you're good about putting people on the spot i said you're welcome you're um, welcome <laughs> so, so let's uh, let's get practical what give me an example of the birds 
Yeah, so I would say the birds, there's a lot of, oh, man. I want to look at just because there's a lot of external. Uh, maybe birds would be a good external force. Maybe that is actually what it's actually talking about. Yeah. Um, as I was thinking about internal things that that person receiving a message, what they'd be going through. But I think that that's more of the weeds. So let's actually look at the birds as an external uh, family. I'm going to be blunt family, oh. uh, whether it comes to when you have something is brought forward to you and it's, it's, you believe it's truth. The loudest people to disagree with you are more likely going to be your family. Um, to then run down the list, it's friends as well. Uh, close ones. Um, I'm trying to think of any other external forces other than uh, directly resolved from the enemy. I, get, I think if the enemy can whisper into anyone's ear that is close to you when you've received some some truth like this, it will is going to snatch it up as fast as it's planted. Essentially, you'll hear something amazing one for one second and the next second, someone's trying to snatch it away as fast as you can or mm -hmm. or stress of uh, work. stress. Just you don't want to think about it because you're overloaded, you're stressed out, whatnot. Then I can think of it. Those factors um, without if, you know, if you got something else to think, throw in on that. Um, yeah, uh, um, I, I won't narrow it down to specific like people relations, but the the cynic. Mm. The cynic is a big one. Um, the the other parable or the other I don't remember. I guess it was a, like a miniature parable of, or maybe just the saying of Yeshua: "Don't cast your pearls before swine." Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. When God when God gives you a message, when God gives you a word, when He speaks something over you. Anything like that, um, there will. You have to be careful who you tell it to. You have to be careful who you share it with, because that that is any any person. I can I can be one of those birds to someone else if I'm not mm -hmm. careful. Mm -hmm. um, so any one of us. This is not just like unbelievers or or just that you know that really grumpy Christian in the back pew all the time. This can be any one of us at any given time. If someone comes to us with a, they, they have something they're excited about, something they feel God has told them. Right. Any one of us can be a bird snatching that seed away. And so we all have to be careful and have discernment and have uh, compassion and wisdom to be able to mm -hmm. approach. Cause you want, you want to, uh, lots of things can masquerade as wisdom and fear can masquerade as wisdom, trying to mm -hmm. instill a fear in someone on accident or sometimes false wisdom can masquerade as wisdom. Like, Hey, listen, you know, I, I understand you've got this opportunity coming up. You really feel like it's, it's from God, but you know, is that, is it really secure? Is it really secure? You know, what are you giving up security wise? And it's like, that is a bird. You are, you have become a bird snatching up that seat at that point because security comes mm -hmm. from god and so i will say that the cynic is well because the cynic is always going to be doubtful of anything they see and that's the difference between a mm -hmm. skeptic and a cynic it's good to be skeptical because a skeptic a skeptic will not believe something until they see it a cynic will not believe something even if they see it and so that kind of person is just a, a dangerous kind of person to be sharing your life Ooh. with and I, I hope people can kind of filter through what I'm saying here. 
but it, their their supposed wisdom can really snatch up a lot of good things. Mm. So the thing, oh, I would want to just jump up real quick. So what was the first thing that caused Eve to stumble and go for the fruit? Did God really say? Yeah. Right. That that's the line. Did God really say that doubt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he really? Are you sure? Like doubt is the fastest way for something to get snatched up real quick, especially if there isn't a deep level of trust. So that is yeah, it's actually I think if it's put simply, it's that doubt yeah. is is the bird. Doubt. Yeah, it can it's the be the fastest way for it to do it. Mm-hmm. It can be. And I, and I think, Daniel, what you're on to here is something that I've seen uh, through the years. And it's something that I have to deal with. Uh, I, I have to deal with it. And you and I have, have dealt with this together at times. The people that are closest mm-hmm. to you are those that you tend to listen to the least. Mm. Now, now, think through this. To those who are listening, the people that are closest to you are those that you listen to the least. And the more familiar you become with someone, the less you tend to listen to them. I was the, the greatest, the time that I was, the, the I had the most wisdom, understanding, and biblical knowledge was when I was in New Zealand. The farther you get from home, the more of an expert you will be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the closer you get to home, people get familiar. If you read the, the book of, of Mark, Mark chapter 6, uh, this is an assignment for people. Read the beginning and read the end of Mark chapter 6. Same Yeshua. People are same, except for their attitude toward him. It goes back to a prophet is not known in his own in his own country, in his own land. Uh, we have a mutual friend, you guys. I won't mention the name, but uh, when I started working with this this gentleman uh, over twenty years ago, I think you'll probably know who this is now. Um, he got a hold of this revelation. Was a pastor. Mm. Had been a pastor for years. Went to his own family. And his own family basically said, well, why did God give you this knowledge? Why didn't he, why didn't he give it to, the, to the, the preacher of the big church? Why didn't he give it to the television evangelist? Why did he give it to you? Well, why hmm. not? So we, we need to be careful. Uh, this is a, a word to anyone who's part of a congregation. The person that is the the leader of the congregation, the teacher, you'll tend to listen to them the least sometimes because you begin to get familiar with the person. You get to see their faults. You get to see the the problems of their lives and that they're human. And so, you know, it's like, well, I, I can, you know, I was listening to this podcast over here, this person and this person and this person. Oh, you mean you have a podcast? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So be careful. Be careful in in not becoming so familiar with a person that when that 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 when they say something, you kind of become the bird. When they're trying to plant seed into your ground, you become the bird. 
Did I tiptoe around that enough? Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's something I think, oh, man. Because, yeah, Dan was saying, now you brought up that, yeah, like, that's something big. We can, the the enemy from within, essentially, right? That It can easily be that. Or I've had moments where I've realized that when someone is fresh, new into understanding Scripture from just such a very basic level, there's some things that don't need to be talked about because it can be overwhelming to think about. Just, just they're already on the way. They're excited. Let them keep running with it. Just let them keep going. But I, hearing what you said, Mike, now you realize when when you have got some knowledge, when you have got some things, and you're around a bunch of people, you become familiar, and you start to go, you know what? Mm. So I wonder what would happen if more people realize that that idea of them being a crow and trying to snatch up seed and they stop that, what would that look like then if we would have that within all these circles of, mm -hmm. and so would you say that it's, it's this idea of not just snatching away or not going, well, why are you the one that found this out? It's that more and more people being open to, this is again where we talked about being open-minded, not just totally closed off. I'm thinking that's kind of what you're speaking to is this being totally closed off that even someone that could be the lowliest person in the congregation say something and go, well, what's, why do you have this and not pastor or father figure or whoever it is? It's like, we gotta be careful. Like I, now it kind of makes me want to take this whole entire idea and just go, all right, if I have it's any, I, I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm hoping that everyone listening will now approach their everyday talking with people, especially if they have a congregation, if you're fortunate enough to have one, check every response you have. And what if you're having this, ah, mm. at so-and-so, what if maybe you need to just hold that back or bite your tongue and just listen. And then you'll know if it's good fruit when it's, when it hits the soil and you'll see what it happens to it, right? You'll either mm -hmm. throw it out or cultivated into something i think there'd be a lot of amazing things that would happen in congregations if they took this different perspective you're talking about mike mm -hmm. wow yeah and i, I think it's especially this is a, and it's, ugh, let me start that over <clears throat> this is an especially important concept in uh raising children yeah because children get so excited about things and they have so much fun with things and it's important to let them experiment and see what they like and what they're good at and you know what they're not good at and all these kind of things and you really have you have the power of life and death in your tongue i mean james was very correct when he was talking about that that we have the power of life and death in the tongue because if a child or even even a let's just say like a, a teenager you know a a young young adult type person who's trying to write songs or become a worship leader or any kind of this stuff. And they go to their peers and they've written their first song and they play the song or they go to the congregation leader or whatever. And the chances are that song is not going to be very good. Technically. I don't mean in a heart posture way, because mm -hmm. I would say that God would love that song, but yeah. in a very technical way, it's probably not going to be a very good song. But you have to be extremely careful because there is the opportunity for life and death right there. Do you want to be honest? Yes. But is blunt truth always the best thing to do? No. 
because you can immediately steal that person's joy and you can kill their future of being a worship leader or a musician right then and there. You really can. And, and this is true with children too, when they, cause there's lots of things that they try that they're just not good at. And, and they're, who would expect them to be? Who would expect a child to be good at really anything that they do? But it's, it's encouraging this, um, this mindset of, of you can do it and try to do it better. And, you know, all these kind of things, keep working at it and you'll keep getting better. Um, you know, Ruben, our oldest, he, we never thought that he would be really artistic um, or good at drawing or anything like this because he's so smart. And, you know, there's typically the left brain, right brain kind of thing. Uh, more intellectual people are typically not as creative mm. and artistic, that kind of thing. And so we just did not expect that he would really be one into art. But he started drawing, I don't know, maybe a year ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're super rudimentary and and silly at the beginning, just lines and squiggles and stuff. Um, but we were just, I mean, we were loving on him. And we were just like, yeah, Ruben, thank you so much. We love this. And he was drawing every single day. And eventually, he got to the point where he would have an idea of something he wanted me to do. And he would be able to draw on a page what it was supposed to look like. It wasn't perfect, but it was close enough to where I knew what he was trying to do. And that only came, that only comes through in, you know, soft encouragement and, and not just saying like, you're perfect and you're the best at this all the time. That's, that's mm -hmm. where you don't have to go. It's just a, an, a good job. Thank you. And encouragement to keep working at it and get better at it. Mm -hmm. Cultivating. Yeah, you keep trimming off yep. the things of it because if that ambition goes into a wrong direction, you could just say, uh, 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 "Nope, let's let's steer back, steer back on course." But then it's a light, gentle correction versus a an abrupt rebuke, right? You, I think as I'm not a parent yet, but that would be something that I know as a parent that would be huge. It's like soft correction versus hard rebuke you'll take that any day <laughs> you'll take doing that every single time but that takes diligence on your part to be able to recognize it early and see it mm -hmm. and go oh i gotta i gotta correct this now or then it's gonna turn into a rebuke so no that's that's pretty cool you know one of the things you guys have been with me when we've done the dream box and mm -hmm. I, I guess that's been probably one of our favorite things that we've yep. done together one of the staples oh. Yeah, yes. I'll, I'll probably be doing that up in uh, Pennsylvania at the end of the month. Wonderful. But um, I'm going to – don't tell anybody that's up there, but I'm, I'm, I've got two youth services scheduled and one adult service. So I'm going to probably turn the adult service into another youth service and just do the adults. <laughs> but don't don't tell them. That. Awesome. Good job. Um, I love it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, with the dream box, there's a reason I like to do that is because I need to be reminded of it so many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the things mm -hmm. about getting getting older is uh, you. It, it's just life tends to harden you, and it's yeah. just something that happens. Mm -hmm. It you can guard yourself, but life hardens you, That's and true. you really have to fight that. And I have to fight that, especially because I was I was raised. This may not be on topic exactly, but I was raised by people that loved me dearly wanted to see me, you know, in, in their, in their mindset, be the best person I could, but were very harsh in the way they did it. And that mm. that's part of my personality and something I fight a lot, uh, more than people understand It's something I fight. And so that dream box is one of those that kind of brings me back to that of 
you know, I need to be encouraging people. And I find myself, you know, going back into that old trap over and over again. And then that kind of brings me back out of it. Uh, we need to be helping people to cultivate their soil. Mm-hmm. Instead of pointing out the rocks, maybe helping them clear the rocks. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, in Israel, Daniel's been there with me. Um, in in Israel, in the in the northern, specifically up in Judea, Samaria, up in the Golan, it literally grows rocks. I'm not kidding. It grows rocks. <laughs> uh, you can take a field and you can clear, <clears throat> excuse me, all the rocks out of it. But because of the temperature variations, and it's volcanic, and it's just rocky, um, you can clear all the rocks, and the next year you'll come back and there'll be rocks. It's like, Mm. I I grew rocks. (laughs) And crazy tourists are like, can we take hot rocks home? And the Israelis are, yeah, yeah, we grow them here. It's okay. okay. Uh, Take them. (laughs) But you you literally can grow rocks, so you have to continue to, to get the rocks out. Well... When you go over there and you help the farmers, one of the things that you do, instead of pointing out the rocks, you help clear the rocks. Mm. So we can we can point out rocks or we can help clear rocks. It's our choice. Yeah. And yeah. showing people in a way of, I'll, I'll jump in here, uh, that clearing out rocks versus just pulling them out you're absolutely right because that goes right back to then before you take the speck out of your brother's eye remove the plank out of your own right that introspection level of not being so like because we were talking about pride here as well that not to take so much pride in realizing hey maybe we need to as we're looking at their the rock in their field maybe we need to check our field first and just do i have the same oh yeah i actually struggle with that that's why i see it so well because I'm dealing with the same thing. That's why I see it. And I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it, but I haven't actually removed it yet. And to mm-hmm. realize that idea of actually actively and lovingly, and that's, I think, the thing I always, we've talked about this before of, instead of being a, a siren, why don't you just be a, a, a beacon instead? Instead of that siren and being loud and all this other stuff, Let's be a beacon of light so that when the storm of life is coming upon someone with that seed trying to grow, they can actually see you as a, as kind of, of not the hope, but someone who is with that hope, right? That's something as, as, as crazy as this world has been, people are looking for any and all reasons that there's hope out there to realize that if they trust you, don't ever uh, over, uh, what don't ever overwork their soil then remember that like that's huge Mm -hmm. only do enough so that they can still do it on their own because it's about us if we've been in the field oh man i see how this goes into that whole where the laborers have been working since the since the beginning of the day and then the laborers come in towards the end right try to remember what the parable of that is but they all get the same Mm -hmm. wage right it's all the same no one's making more on this it's all the same wage so we could help the new guys that are coming into this thing realize that we're all on the same team. We're all getting the exact same wage. All then that means the more people that can happen, the, the, the 160, 30 fold that talks about at the end. If we can just realize that we're all on the same team, then we can, everyone can help each other and continue to do that. But that nasty pride likes to come in there and likes to snatch it away. Mm. Daniel. 
Yeah, I, uh, I think that if we really realized, myself obviously included, um, that we truly do have the power of life and death in the tongue, we'd probably think a little more before we spoke. Ooh, yeah. Ouch. Because mm. it's so... Uh, it's it's true and it's hard it's like i i didn't i do not want to make this sound like an easy thing i I don't because it is hard to be intentional instead of reactive and in any circumstance in any aspect of life things happen around you and these people are doing this and your children are doing this and it's hard to keep composure while it's all going on and try to be intentional and purposeful with how you speak instead of reactive, but it is, it's paramount. It's absolutely important. But you know, in the end, understanding who you are, who, what your soil is, is, is a good thing. Um, Mm. And understanding there's a process. I think for all of us, we would say, I would say, my soil is a lot harder than what I want it to be. Mm. I desire to have that 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 soil that's free of rocks. That's that's uh, that the 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 seed can go into and and sprout immediately and bring forth the hey, forget the thirty, forget the sixty. Let's just go to the hundredfold. Yeah, I got that. That's mm. that's where I want to be. But to get from where I where I am, sometimes to where I want to be. There's only one way to do that. It's going to take some pickaxes. It's going to take some shovels. It's going to take some backhoes. It's going to take a track hoe. It's going to take a hoe. It's mm-hmm. going to take a a uh, so, some raking. And that stuff hurts. Mm-hmm. So here here's another thought as we as we bring this to an end. Don't get mad at the shovel that's trying to till up your soil. Don't ma- get, don't get mad at the tiller when it's trying to do the work that the father has brought mm-hmm. it to you for. Yeah. Mm. Closing thoughts. Absolutely. I like that as a closer. I, I do like that. <laughs> I think we can all take all those lessons and we can move forward. Let's not be so close-minded within reason. Yeah, let's uh, let's try to get our ground soft. <laughs> yeah. So if next week Ryan Cribb says something that makes you mad, just you know, forgive him and say, "Well, it's just a good backhoe for me today." Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That'll teach yeah. him to take a week off. Yeah. <laughs> he, how dare he? <laughs> Although maybe we'd be a little bit jealous of wherever wherever they're at right now. Like, uh, yeah, how uh nice it is there where where they're doing it versus where we are here (laughs) yeah well you know when you when you live where we do just remember david we live Uh where people vacation yeah that's true that's true (laughs) you're right about that all right (laughs) take care guys see you next week god willing see ya see you next week you alone hear my every prayer you're the god who's always